All right. So what do you, what do you want to dive this week into? Like, what's one of the first things you want to talk about? I guess we'll start there. Um. Well, it's obviously gonna you know like follow up with what happened um mm-hmm. couple past couple of weeks regarding elections mm-hmm. and the future of this country under you know Biden uh, regime. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's that sounds like a it's a dictatorship or something. Wait, explain. Biden's regime. Uh, but yeah, basically like following up with um what happened on a couple of past weeks. Um, it's honestly it's slowing down. I feel like uh election has gone by and the COVID has picked up. Do you think like there's a correlations between election and like COVID just picking up because uh, like most of the uh, most of the states are hitting high numbers again. I think uh, I don't know if election has a correlation with uh, with spiking a lot of like numbers, but I see a lot of like people in general going out okay. right. People who first had fear back and this is like back in June don't have the fear anymore because they think like somehow like you know if it's not in the news 24 7 they just don't think that it's happening or people who don't have any family member that got COVID, uh, like some of them are very ignorant to the point that they think this uh this disease doesn't exist or something like that right and then there's people that are marching in washington dc from both like the democratic side and the Republican side to support like you know it's cool when you support people but crowd gatherings of more than like I don't know 10,000 people is what we saw last time in DC a few days ago I think it definitely helps like spike some cases but you know Uh it's I'm not seeing a lot of like spikes I see a lot of spikes in Texas right and and that's where I live for anyone that's listening but I don't see a lot of rallies here. Like, no one's out there supporting anybody. Right? Mm-hmm. Texas is super red uh, as a state, but I-, I have yet to see, like, any single person going out there and saying, like, oh, I'm going to, like, you know, hate on this person or I'm going to like this person and show my support. I've never seen that, but Texas is going through a major spike in, like, uh, COVID cases. So, I don't know. It's yet to find out. Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of let our guard down, you know, like, it's not over. And I I feel like, like, people are taking for granted that it's still out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, doing whatever the hell they want. And it's it's not, like, it's bringing the uh, second wave back. And I think we're to the point that we're definitely going to have a second wave. And it's, it's just going to be chaotic like again that um i'm i lost chain of my thought what the fuck i'm saying (laughs) it's okay it's okay yeah i definitely Uh, agree like you know back in like uh what was it like may june july people everybody almost said there's gonna be a second major spike right and it's probably gonna be in winter time because that's when like you know influenza is most like seen in a lot of people so Things like that contribute to, like, increasing COVID spikes. But let's talk about you. Like, what happened with you and your parents this week? 
Um, so both of my parents got tested and the, the results were positive. Um, however, oddly, I tested negative. So I don't know. Um, but uh, my dad's been feeling a li- little shaky, but he's uh, he's a tough guy. So he's having it so far. Um, it's, it's a little crazy that, you know, like having to, to sit at home, um, pretty much like, I mean, you can be productive if you want, you know, like you can be productive, but, um, it's, it's that, (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, like it's, so for people, I think like for some people it's that fear, um, you know, like that anxiety that will get to them, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, to me, like, I'm pretty calm about it. I know, like, it's with all the precautions and with good care that it can go away. Um, but I know, like, there are people out there who has, like, anxiety and who has, uh, you know, they... It's it's the fear that will take over them. And I right. feel like it's it's going to get to that point where... You know that's gonna happen a lot. Like there's gonna be people who's who's gonna be in a panic mode. There's gonna be people whose anxiety levels are gonna be top the roof because it's back. Right. I mean, it was never gone, but you know it's it's getting worse. So, but uh, yeah. I mean, all I can say is like you know wear a mask. Uh, make sure you are maintaining six feet. Um, even the if you don't do it for yourself, do it for the loved one. You know right. it. It's super important that um caring for another just do it for the love of others even if you don't care about your life um there are people that are going to be near you so just do it for them you know right and i want to and i want to make it clear um wait your phone is on uh and i want to make it clear to everybody that like covid is not to be joked with you know so never take it lightly but there is another aspect to it so at the same time like you your parents and everybody got tested elon musk was also getting tested at the same time in twitter right so he sent Uh um he did i believe he did four tests and two of them came positive and two of them came negative so just out of curiosity he was posting on his uh twitter and he was like asking why this could happen and a lot of people were saying there's a there's a default kickback in the system like uh, how the swap tests are tested and for every 6000 cycles i believe it it shows up a faulty like test like you know mhm so there's a lot i feel like there's some of those were like you know obviously america being america we're testing a lot of people here right mm-hmm. normally uh, than any nation in the world and i feel like there's like you know there's some of those that like you know have covid for like real you know and and it's nothing to be joked around with if you're older or if you have uh, if you're asymptomatic to any kind of problems like heart disease uh, cancer, autoimmune disease, or diabetes, or anything like that. It's not to be joked around with. But there right. are those people who uh, get it, and then they recover super quickly. And they don't show any kind of, like, signs. Uh, that's another reason, too. Like, some people, like you and I, right? 
uh-huh. we're fairly young. So uh, for us, like the disease, it says that the disease may stay with us for a couple of days, maybe a day, two days or three days. So maybe we are the ones like transferring it to people. But since our immune system is so like, I don't want to say it new, but like, you know, we're young, we dissolve the disease, but then we transfer it to more people than we think. Right. right. That's what I like. If, if I, anyone were to ask me why, like you're not positive and like, you know, your parents are positive, that would be my answer would be not, not that you transferred them. That's not uh-huh. a thing. But my answer would be like either anyone gets the disease, right? Uh, like you're the youngest, right? So mm-hmm. you probably like took the disease and then uh, you fought it very quickly. And then mm-hmm. people who are on the side, who are on the elder side, take more time to recover. So that's why they have more like you know, they have more positive tests for people who are on the elder side. And for people like you and I, we just, like, you know, recover quickly from it. Right. But, yeah, it's kind of, like, scary. Like, you never know who you're going to transfer it to, and you never know. It's just, like, scary. It is super scary, and it's nothing to be, like, joked around. Like, for sure. Like, you know, you don't want to get it. And God forbid you don't want to give it to someone else who is uh, more in danger than you are, you know? Right. All right. Um, switching gears, let's talk about what you, uh, what's what's going on with you? How you been? Uh, I have been good. I've been doing a lot of final exams. So there's a lot of that. Um, been been pretty much following up with like politics and looking at things like that because I'm more interested in finding out the facts. Like you know, um, recently there was a Gallup poll, right? And then I looked at the Gallup poll and it basically said how many people trusted the mainstream media, and it shows that 41 percent of American, the entire population, only trusts the media. So there's <laughs> about 59% of people that are out there that don't trust the media and for some weird like reasons I don't like to listen to mainstream media not that I don't trust mainstream media but I don't want to listen to mainstream media because uh, if you tune into one channel it's either one direction or the other like you know I don't want to mm-hmm. say names but if you tune into NBC it's usually like heavily democratic and if you tune into fox it's heavily republican so yeah they basically have their own agenda pretty much and they want to support which i get it so i I feel like there's more of people like that who like you know just want to because of the grace of the internet you know the gods of the internet we want to check it and check out things for ourselves so that's pretty much what's been gone like i've been doing a lot of research uh, and preparing for final exams and stuff, and just like you know, going through life. Uh huh. Since you uh, you know bring up the media, um, how do you think you know like the uh, this uh, mainstream media has contributed towards the uh, election re- re- result? Like, do you think there is like any? I mean, obviously, there is definitely a, you know like some sort of impact that it has caused to the election, right? 
what are your thoughts on you know the connection between the mainstream media and the result that we have now okay. which is biden's victory pretty much right so um i want to preface this by saying that it, like if you like trump that's that if you'd like biden that's that but the neutral fact is that mainstream media has been heavily on either one of the sides of the candidates like you know just like i said fox uh is uh trump uh msnbc and cnn heavily uh influenced by uh democrats right mm-hmm. so i feel like this election was more of a win for mainstream media in a way because uh mainstream media kept on hammering like especially a lot of uh channels kept on hammering on the issue that a Trump is incompetent for the office and we need someone that can replace him right uh-huh. and b uh again Trump is Trump Trump is a bigot Trump is a racist Trump is a genderphobic person and he shouldn't have the power uh that America has and that's what kept on hammering into like people and mm-hmm. uh that's what i feel like contributed to like we're going to see but <laughs> i feel like trump is going to lose by a by a fairly good margin but uh i feel like that's what led to uh trump's loss because remember in 2016 i said trump didn't win hillary lost right I think mm-hmm. it's safe to say now that Biden didn't win. Trump lost. Had the mainstream media portrayed Trump in a very different way, um I I feel like this election was very tight, right? Cuz one day mm-hmm. you were rooting for like, oh, this candidate uh, this he's going to take it. And then the other day you're like, oh no, like you know, it's going to flip. And then you have like all these new like I don't know what to call it but chapters to this uh thing where it's like oh like you know maybe the election is rigged and then oh maybe the election is not rigged and then you have like all these kind of things um but had the mainstream media not been so brutal about Trump mm-hmm. I feel like he would have won and the reason why I say this is because Biden is winning by 51% and Trump mm-hmm. is winning almost by a 49% lead right Biden's got about 75 million votes and uh Trump's got about 73 million votes. Uh and mm-hmm. now I think it's jumped to like 78 and 73. Um and and still like getting 73 million votes is a big number. And that's why right, I say that... like you know that's a huge number, bro. Getting 73 million like no one's ever gotten 73 million first of all and second of all getting 78 million no one's ever gotten 78 million so had Dang the mainstream it. media not been hammering the the one thing that was like oh trump is bad trump is this trump is that trump is this he's danger to the country he's danger to everybody and pretty much blaming like the covid crisis the black lives matter crisis there there's the russia crisis which was like oh like putin trump is putin's puppet have they not been hammering that i feel like trump would have probably won what do you think so let's go back to our uh first episode where we you know like talked about how right. um i mean i talked about how like when i was tracking down the election at right. one i thought trump was going to win it because um right. He, his number were like 
growing and it was like the n- amounts of state that he was winning was insane um i you know like i totally agree that mainstream uh, media has played you know a role in this elections um you know by pointing out how trump has handled this covid uh, pandemic and also like the black life situations i mean our uh, black life matter um you know their the the situations um with a photo op and all that uh, crazy stuff. Um, but I feel like Trump did, he, he's an idiot. Like I will, you know, like I will say like he's an idiot and he gave media those opportunities to like, you know, talk shit about him. Um, I feel like he sort of does have a, like talking about bleach, even though like he did admit that he was joking, uh, but right. media, blew it out like oh the president thinks that taking a bleach will handle the covid that sounds dumb and i mean right but the means the way that mainstream media took it was like you know it's a actual thing that trump said and right. which he did and later on did admit that it was a joke but still you know like for that moment the mainstream media took it as a you know as a serious thing and they blew it blew um they tarnished the uh trump's reputation based on the uh him handling all the covid situations but yeah i definitely agree that like it um like every every time like you um turn on your tvs or like go to youtube and watch cnn or like you know uh, fox it's always like talking about you know president like handling the covid situations and how like uh, we shouldn't have a leader like that and all that stuff, but um, it I'm it definitely um, you know played played a huge role because um, if you look at some of the states and compare like the votes that Biden got and Trump got, like majorities are like pretty much Trump and like Republic, which is pretty much Trump, right. and um, even on the states that Biden won. It's by a thin margin. It's not even, you know, like right. a huge margin. So yeah, it definitely did, um, you know, play that huge impact on the election. Um, and coming to the point where you talked about, you know, like election being rigged. Right. I I think like it's it's not rigged, but like it's not, you know, there's always some sort of like fraudulent going on. Right, right, right. Not only in this one, but I'm pretty sure like throughout the uh, entire, you know, like. Um, right. In U.S. history, there's been like all this fraudulent stuff going. It's it's inedible. Like it, you can't prevent it. Right. There there's always going to be people that are, that are going to like trying to do some shitty stuff. Right. And you cannot prevent that, no matter what you do. It's the it's just the way it is. Right. Right. And and the one thing that I don't get right out of all this, like back in 2016, the the poll on the polling, especially right. The polling said Hillary mm-hmm. would win by, I believe it was a margin of 12 or a margin of 16, which is like a huge wide gap, right, to fill. But then Trump won, right? Mm-hmm. And then the same thing kind of happened this year, which was uh, Biden would win by eight points before election, right? And then everybody thought like Biden would win by a very big margin, but it didn't happen. Like... Either way, whoever wins the presidency, right, Biden or Trump, 
what mm-hmm. happened really is the Senate got mostly Republicans in it, right? If they right. win one out of two races in Georgia, they have the Senate major, uh, majority, right? And then this year, they were they were supposed to lose five seats in uh, House of Representatives. But then they got those five seats and then got, I believe, seven more seats. Uh, they flipped the seats. And that's what is so crazy. Like, how are these polling places getting wrong? Especially right. now. Like, why is this poll- polling? Someone needs to investigate this. Seriously. Because um, I never have I ever, like been asked if i want to poll before an election right no no one's like asked me so i feel like the polling thing in general is just a very flawed system because most people aren't in their homes and the people that are in their homes they don't want to answer to questions by someone who randomly like calls them you know what i mean right and and what's the guarantee that these people are actually going to vote for the people that they said because most people either they change mind on the day or just before the polling location right just before they enter the polling location and a lot of people like you know if you're a republican uh, you get so much hate for being a republican quote unquote so like saying you vote for donald trump might actually cost you like you know either a ban or like your society may look down on you so like the people that these pollsters are asking questions to and getting polls from is completely rigged like it's rigged like you know it's either favoring like one kind of people and and either they don't want to answer the same question or like i don't know where they're finding these kind of people like that that answer these questions because this is a wide margin and it looks like it's not a very wide margin in real election so the whole like polling needs to i don't know they need to reconstruct that thing because this is not a very good like measurement of who's gonna win and who's not right definitely um right and then there's another thing that you brought up which was very good <laughs> and I was never going to bring this up. So you talked about like voter fraud issues, right? I don't believe there's a voter fraud issue. I don't. Um, but do I believe that there's been uh, mistakes? Yes. Uh, right. Because A, if you're using a software, there's always going to be glitches. As an engineer, I know this more than anybody. Right. And then B, there's always going to be human error. Like you cannot count for human error it is always going to happen but is it going to happen in a place where it's like you're losing by five million votes no that's too much no. even if it happens by tens of thousands of votes it's too much there might be irregularities where where it leads up to like maybe a thousand votes right or hundred votes right back in 2000 when gore was against bush uh, there was a count of 504 votes, I believe, in Florida. And, like, Gore gave up because, you know, there's not going to be that wide of a margin of human error or, like, system error, you know? So yeah. I don't think there's been, like, the election has been rigged to the point, like, Joe Biden wins the whole thing. Like, you know, I, I don't think, I, I don't believe that. But do I believe that there's been, like, human error in in software glitches of course like it's 100%. made by human like you know it's bound to happen at some point 
It might be 10 votes. It might be 20 votes. It might be 50 votes. It might be 100 votes. But it's not going to be 1,000 votes or like, you know, 10,000 votes or like a million votes, which is way out of control. Like, you know, that, mm -hmm. that can't happen. Right. Um, I mean, even if they do the recounting, I'm pretty sure like there's going to be differences of like hundreds or, you know, like 200 votes. I don't think like there's going to be a difference right. of like, you know, it's it's insane. Like, <laughs> the way um, I see recounting is Trump is just pushing his fate. Like, you know, he's right. just pushing it farther and farther out to the point that I don't know what his team is thinking. It, like, their team of lawyers are smarter than I am, obviously. <laughs> so I don't know what they're thinking. But I think what's happening is he's just trying to push the deadline for his whole presidency until the point that he actually has to leave the White House. And he realizes that, like, you know, he's no longer the president. Or uh, what might happen is he's just waiting for that January 5th when that runoff is going to happen. And if they get one of the seats in Georgia, they're going to have a 51 to 50 majority in Senate. And then he might, there's a small chance of that he might go and have some BS proof and BS case that says, okay, we're going to go through Senate and we're going to pick the president. Because there is a lot that's written into that. And you can't do that. So I don't know if he's waiting for that. I honestly don't think Trump has any, you know, any sort of evidence that yeah. the election's rigged. He's just, uh, you know, like trying to, I think he's trying to buy himself some time. Right. To do what? But um, I feel like he's going through a grieving process, like he's being denial and claiming how this election is rigged. So I honestly don't have idea like what's his thought process behind this because it's end of it like if it's like you know like couple thousand votes differences then absolutely like right. you can go through you know like make those claims and have all those votes recounts but there's a difference of like almost like five millions right there's not gonna like, be any, yeah there's not gonna be five million there. votes come on yeah so I feel like it's he's just going, he's just going through uh you know like grieving process and just denial and he's just he's I don't just know. I don't know if I think he's grieving though because the way like I've I've read his autobiography and I've read like I've seen it in like Netflix uh, special too I don't uh -huh. know if he's like grieving. Because he's a very egoistic man. Like, he takes things he's a to his... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he thinks he's a winner. Like, you know, he wants to win in everything. Yeah. Uh, he's basically like the short Monopoly guy. Like, he wants to get everything. Um, uh -huh. But I think, like, honestly, I think he's just buying time at this point. Uh, he's just... If I were to put a very educated guess on his lawyer team... They're probably buying time until January 5th or January 5th, 6th because he doesn't have to leave the office until January 20th at afternoon time. So he's buying time until then so he can go on runoff. And then if any of those guys win and they get into Senate, then he's probably going to 
have a very baseless, like baseless case, and he's gonna appeal on su- Supreme Court, and because the Supreme Court is heavily dominated by Republican judges now, I think he's going to start something like that. Like you know, there's a very possible chance that he might, um, yeah, do that. Well, yeah. Um, well. What do you think is going to happen after, you know, once Biden sits into that, I don't know, like what house, like after J- January 28th, is that the date, right? Right, right. January 20th. Yep. What do you think is going to happen after like, you know, January 28th, once um, Biden sits into the uh, White House? Huh. That's a very complex question to ask. Um, I feel like... There's not going to be a lot of change. But yes, Biden did win the American vote. But either way, if Trump like goes with the uh, goes with the lawsuit or he doesn't, right? He's already uh-huh. got the fear inside a lot of people. There's 73 million people that supported for him. Um, so he's already got like a lot of people just convinced that this election was rigged, whether it was rigged or wasn't, right? Just being neutral mm-hmm. on it. Um, so even though Biden won the presidency, he is going to have to unite the, the America that was formed with Donald Trump's, like, you know, vision, basically, because mm-hmm. the, I feel uh, at this point, the country is too divided, right? Uh, everywhere where I see on the media, if I go on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you go, um, all you see is. There's people who are like Democrats that disgrace Republicans, right? And then there's mm-hmm. the Republicans who don't want to hear anything um, that the Democrats say. And like, you know, if you're in a marriage, right? If you're in a marriage, you got to compromise. And that's what I feel like a lot of people now aren't used to doing. They're not used to compromising. They don't want to give up their like, you know, preconceived no- notions. Like, even if you're wrong on the left and the guy on the right is right, right? No uh-huh. pun intended. <laughs> they don't want to, like, say he's right and and vice versa. Like, if the guy on the right is extremely, like, wrong, then he doesn't want to, like, accept his, like, wrongness. And he doesn't want to say, oh, yeah, I'm wrong and you're right. Or, like, there's not a lot of people who say, okay, we're on this side and we're on that side. Let's just meet somewhere in the middle like you know and yeah. settle this so i think yeah. biden's uh biden's got a lot of work to put in but with that being said biden is 78 years old right this is the uh-huh. oldest president in the history of america and there's been a lot of uh goffs that you can search up on the internet against biden there's been like the biden that we saw in 2008 isn't the biden that you see now like there's Definitely. a drastic change, right? Either mm-hmm. Biden has like a lot of people are claiming either Biden has dementia or he has some sort of uh, like capacity that is limiting him. Because if you go back to his like, I don't know, 1984 or 1996 speech, that Biden is way different than the Biden that we see now in 2020. That's not the same Biden. like Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, uh, like the capability of Biden ruling the most powerful planet on, like, you know, Earth is, like, uh, 
I don't know if I believe that. So it's going to be pretty much dependent on the Senate, the House of Republicans, and more honestly, it's going to be dependent on Vice President, right? And Vice He's President Kamala up. Harris. And yeah. She already has a very bad track record. Like, I, I'm trying to be very neutral. Like, you know, there's a lot of things you can go search uh -huh. uh, on the internet about Trump, and they're going to give you 101, like, facts about how bad Trump is. So I want to, like, clear it up. None of these candidates are... Uh, how do I put this delicately? None of these candidates are capable of, you know, leading. governing. Yeah, leading the nation. It's not. Uh -huh. It's a joke if you think Biden is better than Trump, and if you think Trump is better than Biden, none of them are. Let's just make this clear. We're both right. shot <laughs> in both situations. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of unity that needs to be done, and if if it was someone like Barack Obama in 2008, I would have felt way more comfortable thinking that he might have a very big chance in unifying the entire nation. But with Biden presidency, I don't see unification happening because the presidency is for four more years. He's 78 now. He's going to be 82. Um, and, and like, just put your logic. If your grandfather or grandmother is 78 years old, and going and into like country. 80 or 82 years old, how is that going to work, right? Right. So um, this is going to be very difficult. What do you think? It's going to be interesting. So Biden campaign's promise was basically built on, you know, like uniting the country mm -hmm. uh, because it's like way, like, like you like you said, right. it's divided like pretty much everywhere. And his one of the uh, campaign promises was that he was going to unite the, um, you know, unite the uh, country. Like it's not Democrat, it's not Repo Republican, but it's the right. United States of America. Right. But I feel like he's not going to be able to, like, you know, keep that promise and bring the country together. Um, just like the way his campaign went through, like right. his uh, motto was very strong, but his, you know, like delivery was very weak so even though like he did prom you know like on his uh, victory speech that he did say that he was gonna bring the country together right. but i don't think um he's gonna be able to like you know um do it you know why um why? like number one if he wants to like pass any sort of bills he's gonna have to go to senate and who's in who's in charge of senate now mitch mcconnell Right, Republicans. Right, and there's there is that divide itself in the White House. So you, I, I don't know, like how we expect, you know, like all these people, um, to be united. Like you said, that they they don't wanna, you know, like claim that they were wrong and right. Oh, I'm sorry, like I was wrong. Like right, my right, beliefs right. are wrong. Um, uh, this is like you know, I will admit that I was wrong. Like there. Like people's egos are too high and they're not going to be admitting it. So like the Congress itself is divided. So I don't expect the country to be united unless, you know, like Mitch McConnell, who is the leader of, you know, Republican Senate and um, mm -hmm. Biden decided to like, OK, um, you know, like let's just come together and do what's right for the country, which 
I highly doubt doubt it that it's gonna happen. You know, right. like there's gonna be lots of politics and lots of like stuff that's gonna be going in the background. So it's I I don't see that happening. Um, but hopefully, like this, you know, like past. I mean, uh, this uh, future four years will prove me wrong. Um, because I want to see this country being united. I want to see you know like all the people being united and um help each other back. But it's highly unlikely um just because of the fact that congress itself is so divided right now and the fact that most of the republicans are you know supporting trump's mm-hmm. on his um allegation on his you know like allegations right mind like mind-boggling like what the f- right like what's I don't. I like. I honestly don't know what's what they're like thinking. Um, like their thought process, like out of my mind. Right. So that itself proves that it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a difficult four years. Um, right. finger crossed. Hopefully, you know, like, um, we'll we'll get proved wrong. But uh, as far like as like seeing from right now, I don't see this country being united. Right, a hundred percent. I agree with everything that you said, a hundred percent. Like, and, and and the thing about Senate is, like, I almost won it, won the whole Senate to be a Republican majority, right? Because mm-hmm. and and there there's a reason why. So whenever our country was founded in 1776, we had a lot of safeguards in check. If you, like, mm-hmm. and a lot of people call it uh, check and balances, right? So basically, right. one government part checks the other government part. Uh, mm-hmm. So if the Senate and the House of Representatives um, have the same kind of political leader, if you will, and the executive branch, which is the president branch, has the same kind of political leader, we have a tyranny, right? Because if mm-hmm. the Senate has a majority of Democrats and the House Republican has a majority of Democrats, and the government has a majority of Democrats, and the Supreme Court has a majority of Democrats, anything just gets passed through. Like, you don't have to, um, like, you know, get it, because uh, the majority is already there. You don't have to, it doesn't matter. Even if it comes to 50 and 49, it doesn't matter. It's It will still get passed through. Uh, so I think if, if that happens, that just removes the check and balances system, like there is uh-huh. no check and balances. Like it just goes through, and you can approve for anything. So what happens then is like whoever is the next president has to get rid of all the nuances that the previous president created. So for example, if if um, Trump had like the Senate and the House, and he was the president, he could get anything done, right? And let's just say he bans everybody, right? Uh-huh. Everybody who was an immigrant. He could get through that. And then what would happen when Joe Biden takes uh, presidency is he would use an executive order to get rid of the um, executive order that signed to banning a lot of immigrants, right? Uh Uh-huh. So, like, it it would just, like, break the, I guess, cycle of uh, check and balances because there needs to be check and balances or else the government is going to fall apart. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why it was founded and like it was put into place in 1776. Um, so I, I feel like that's going to happen. Right. And then what what is what is something that I don't specifically agree with is increasing the number of Supreme Court justices, a.k.a. packing the Supreme Court. 
Once you go from packing Supreme Court from 9 to 13 judges, you add four new judges. Uh, that's going to be the judges from that administration. So mm -hmm. you have four previous Democratic judges and then now uh, four Democratic, like, you know, if you pack the court and you're going to have eight uh, Democratic uh, judges and then you're going to have five. So, again, it comes back to check and balances. There isn't going to be check and balances. Like, even if all five people vote against a bill and, like, you know, and just six people from Democratic judges vote for something, it, it could just, like, go away, right? For example, the um, Affordable Care Act, it could just get passed or repealed without checking anybody. So that's very dangerous. And like you said, like, Biden's going to have a very tough time. And from what I was asking, a lot of my friends here in Texas is the people who voted for Biden didn't vote because he was the best candidate. They voted because they wanted to get Trump out. That was the only <laughs> thing why. So they were willing to bet anybody except Trump in White House, right? Uh -huh. if, if, it, if it was Whoopi Goldberg or if it was Donald Duck, they would just vote for that instead of Donald Trump. So I feel like a lot of people have the same kind of sentiment. Um, and, and like a lot of people don't expect a lot of things out of this new administration, you know? Uh, so I feel like we're just going to have like a very coasty kind of year where four year just passes by and pretty much nothing happens or we just go back to square one starting in 2016 because uh, Biden's going to disapprove a lot of executive orders that Trump put into place. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be a cat and mouse kind of like a thing. So it's yet to watch it, though. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. But like you said, Mitch McConnell, that son of a gun is never going to let any of the bill pass through, um, even if he likes it. Right. They are so much agitated already. Um, but yeah, but I see like I see the reason why a lot of people, not a lot of people, a lot of Republican senators and House people, they want to vote for Trump. Like whoever has the power, they want to be on that side. Uh, right? uh -huh. it, it's so messed up and it's a bureaucracy, but that's how it works. Like, you know, um, sadly. Sad, yeah, sadly, that's how it works because, like, God forbid, or, like, you know, if Trump becomes the president again uh, for a second term, then those guys that support it, they're going to go to the top. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to break the news to the listeners, but that's what happens. So I feel like that's why a lot of people are, you know, still standing by him because a lot of people do still believe um, that he's going to come back as a president, you know, but... That, that again that's yet to see that's a very 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 least likely bet um if you're betting for that kind of a thing then i don't know if you're crazy or you're futuristic but good luck you know and trump is a powerful man you know like even if it's not the president <laughs> right he right. has all those resources and money behind him so you never know what's going to happen in future exactly. with politics and funding so right. there it goes um, i think that's one of the reasons that people are like <laughs> getting yeah. behind Trump, even though he's making those, you know, like outrageous, outrageous right. you know, like those silly claims. But um, I feel like that's the reason that people are getting behind him. Um, what do you like, you know, like, I know, like, we talked about how, you know, like, we don't think that it's going to, the country is not going to be united. 
what do you think uh, will take for us to be united? Like, where where the uh, where does the uh, you know like how how it's gonna be done or like what's gonna what it's gonna take? Huh. The thing is, I want the country to unite as more than anyone, right? Being an American, mm-hmm. you take a pride in like this thing. The nationality thing is a very, it's a thing. Like you know, everybody who is an American wants America to succeed. Nobody wants America mm-hmm. go, to go down a ditch hole. So like, I have that bias that the country is going to unite. But at the same time, like when I see the news and when I, like you know, see the protest either for Black Lives Matter and where. Like, you know, people like Antifa and goes for Black Lives Matter. And then, like, you know, they burn down the nearby bra stores and they, like, rob a bunch of place. When I see that or when I see, like, a lot of MAGA people, like, you know, in, in the middle of a pandemic, just going to D.C. to say they support Trump, Donald Trump. Uh-huh. That's when I feel like the drift is just slowly just, you know, making a much larger divide in between us uh-huh. and and like we talked like in the previous uh segment i don't think biden's got what it takes at the age of 78 to 82 to unite the entire nation like most people just don't care who is the president at this point they just want right. to get trump out so i don't know if they are going to listen to biden like biden is not the leader that they wished they got the leader he's he was the only sane choice to be like honest right mm-hmm. so i i don't see a divide if yeah if yeah I, I don't i honestly don't see a divide but i surely hope there is a divide the one thing i can tell you is we need a president who isn't biden who isn't trump we need someone like John F. Kennedy, or we need someone like Ronald Reagan, right? Or John or, Cena. <laughs> or John Cena, right? <laughs> Hell, I would even like to see The Rock as the president than seeing Biden uh-huh. or, like, Trump, you know? Uh-huh. Because he's better. He's a very excellent public speaker. So I feel like we need a leader. The country is desperately looking for a very, very, very good leader. Whether that's someone like John F. Kennedy or someone like Abraham Lincoln, someone like um, Dwight Eisenhower, even like, you know, or mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, like these iconic presidents. I feel like they need to someone needs to be like that or even President Trump, uh, sorry, Obama. Like, you know, had yeah. this been the case where 2020 and Obama took the presidency from Trump, I would have felt much more secure because okay. there's this guy who is intelligent and like, you know, he has the true, I don't know, commands of being a leadership and he shows these skills in front of like, thousands of American, you know, then I would believe. He's a good speaker too. Yeah. He's a great speaker. He's a very good damn speaker. Like if you he's hear a, his, um, mm-hmm. it gives right. you hope. It's it's he's a very articulate person. He says uh-huh. everything and he makes it very clear. He thinks about it, that's for sure, but he makes his points very clear. And I would like to see someone like that run for office, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's. I think it's gonna take to unite the the nation. What do you think? 
um since we're talking about you know like unity and divide right. um i want to talk about you know like the george floyd situations right right um i feel like that kind of did unite the nations um because how often have you seen you know like this big corporate saying black life matters um how like how often have you seen it like how often have you seen like white people uh joining the protest protest okay i'm um, saying like black life disagree on that Because I feel like the whole George Floyd case, right? I feel like that created uh-huh. more riff than it already had to. Because mm-hmm. um, what it did was uh, it created a very diverse rift in between Antifa, which is anti-fascism. Uh, there's a like you know team for that. And then it created a rift between the Proud Boys and Antifa. And a lot of people just took... black lives matter as a thing uh and and they started becoming racist towards other race like you know they started saying like only black lives matter all lives don't matter blue lives don't matter black lives matter and then it became a very like just one race kind of a thing where people mm-hmm. thought and and not to mention like a lot of cities around the entire US got pretty much destroyed for the reason of black lives matter like you know it was the front of black lives matter but a lot of places just like absolutely got destroyed and robbed mm-hmm. um although like the whole like george floyd case right if it's just that by itself i think it brought unity but then as soon as the black lives matter kind of uh, th- uh like you know thing uh-huh. took off i think uh-huh. that's where it turned the tables and Uh, you know i used to think that black lives matter was like you know revolutionary and thing uh like that and it changed the nation but i heard uh uh candace owens talk about one of her things like she said that when she was 15 she got this voicemail and by the way this is a black woman right she's very famous uh, you can look up her uh, look her up um uh, when she was 15 in high school she got a, a lot of threats from a couple of boys um one of the boys was uh, like one of her friends um and he was gay and then there were two other people one was 14 the other one i believe was like 15 or 16 and they mm-hmm. just got drunk and they called her a lot of names they gave her like death threats and things like that and then one day she just like in the middle of class she just spoke up about all these kind of things like you know all the voicemails that she got um and it turns out that she was spending more time with her boyfriend and the gay best friend just you know got agitated by that and then he took off one night and he got with a bunch of his friends and they just drank uh beer and then they called and and it's way like when and i, I you, you know you and i can relate to this when you're talking to someone over the internet right or you're mm-hmm. typing to someone over the internet there isn't any humane feeling like it's not going to feel like you it's way what i mean is like it's way easier to say someone that they're bad and this and disrespect them over the internet mm-hmm. versus doing it in person cuz you're going to feel like you know you're an asshole when you do it to a person um and and you're not going to feel a lot of things because you're just it's just an object you're talking to a microphone you're talking to a keyboard that you're typing that's why there's a lot of hate comments on the internet that's what people do right 
Um, so she got like that. And then as soon as the principal uh, heard the whole story from her side, she just wanted an apology. But what had happened, the NAACP came to her um, came to her school and then the one of the kid was the son of a mayor in Connecticut or the governor in Connecticut. So it became like a national issue, like, you know, because the yeah. governor's son was uh, calling out names to this black woman. Right. Um, and then it got into like this whole thing and then legal thing. And uh, they got into jail for that reason. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like Candace said, she just wanted an apology. And that would have been cool because that's what like a lot of people do when they're stupid and young. Right. And when they have like beer for the first time. Um, but it got way out of her hand. And like, you know, the the activist group, they took it out of her, out of her hand and they made it a national issue. Uh, while it was just a very small local issue. Like, things like this shouldn't be ignored, right? But then a kid who is 14, if you just label him as a bigot, as a racist, as a misogynist, and, like, you know, a womanizer and things like that, it just, uh, for the lack of terms, it just fucks with their mind. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think a 14-year-old should ever go through that thing. Maybe rehabilitation, but going through a jail that's that's a tough sentence especially in juvenile jail so I, i feel like that's the same kind of case and when i heard her case that was the same kind of case that i saw all over all over the nation like george floyd case happened and it just kind of spiraled out of control where uh this black lives matter like you know I'm not saying they're like not credible, but they came uh, and then they swooped the case and it be and it became like this huge national issue that like, you know, created a divide between Black Lives Matter and like, you know, Proud Boys and Antifa. That's where like Antifa and Proud Boys actually started from. So I feel like it created a rift, not the George Floyd case, but the Black Lives Matter case mm -hmm. created the whole thing because if you're a human being like you i or anybody else out there if you cut yourself don't cut yourself first of all we bleed the same blood it doesn't matter yeah. if you're white if you're brown if you're black if you're green hell we all bleed the same blood and that's for a fact um so instead of saying like black lives matter matter it should have been like all lives matter you know in the first place mm -hmm. uh so i feel like it contributed to that it sparked a national chain where it became a fight against Antifa and Proud Boys. Uh, and that's what le led to, like, Twitter banning a lot of people on the right. By right, I mean the Republicans um, on on Twitter. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? I, I know I talked uh -huh. for a lot right there. No, you're good, you're good. Um, I sort of uh, agree to some point. You know, like, there are there were people that took advantage of black life matters and um they went there and you know like they went to like destroy stores mm -hmm. burn the uh you know like roads like there was all sort of protest like there were like lots of people that took advantage of it um you know like but there are i feel like it also like you know like in some sort of way did uh bring unity or awareness um you know like especially like you know like systemic Racism is a huge um, issue in this country. Oh, this like, is you a, know, let's be honest. Uh -huh. This is a big topic. Let's, okay, remind me to get back to this. 
But yeah, yeah let's, please go on. Let's be honest. Like systemic racism is a you know like a big issues. Like whether right. you're white or whether you're black, um, you cannot deny that. Um, and it's obvious. Like you know, um, with like all the things that happened this year, um, it's a right. it's a huge um issue. And I feel like George Floyd case has sort of like opened the eye of like certain even like white folks, you know, like um, they are like willing to listen, like they were they are willing to, um, you know, support the movements, even though like some people did took advantage of Black Lives Matters and did um, stuff like riots, looting Target burning you know like buildings breaking windows like Destroying some people the did confederate statues yeah yeah so um in some in some way i feel like there was um in unity in terms of like ideology and in terms of like you know awareness uh but like you're you're right like there there you know like there was some sort of division um between people because of the idea that black life matters right um but yeah like it's i feel like it did um you know like it's a how, how do i put this it's a it's a, like a start of like something you know rebel like rebel revolutionary revolutionary uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, you bro. I <laughs> uh, you know like just like the uh, civil rights movement <laughs> back in uh 90s or eight, right? 90s 60s. or 80s, 60s. 60s. See, I, my history is weak. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. So yeah. Um, so see, like, okay. Um, the the main difference between George Floyd and the 1964 civil rights, like the the civil rights act that was led by Martin Luther King, it was very peaceful, right? It was very peaceful. Exactly. There was Not, nothing. Of violence of any sorts and that's the that's the thing that made me conclude what i said earlier is that like like what got out of the black lives matter moment right and there's only two things that stand out uh the first one is defunding police that was the policy prescription by a lot of people on the democratic side saying that Mm -hmm. we need to like, you know, either defund the police or fund them less and then put the money that we used to fund the police and give them to, uh, like, you know, education sector and things like that. Like, you know, cafeteria lunch. Um, and then the other thing that really stood out from the BL, um, BLM matters is, um, you know, the riots. Like, it wasn't a very peacefully conducted thing. And that's where I disagree. Like, you can go and peacefully say anything that you want. Because America, God bless America, it's a free speech country. Like, you know, so you can say anything you want. But where it comes to the point where, like, you know, if you think back at Black Lives Matter moment is it did woke up a lot of people. Right. But then again, like 1964 was just a few years back. So I feel like. America already knew that racism and like you know it, it ended. I think we we had established that chapter uh, back in sixties and seventies. So I feel like it didn't bring a lot of like quote unquote woke moment, right? It, it was uh-huh. just more of like an internet hype, like you know. 
because everybody was just posting Black Lives Matter. They're posting profile pictures saying Black Lives Matter. It didn't bring any kind of like policy prescription, like saying things like, I guess the thing that I'm trying to say is if it brought things, for example, uh, things like uh, lowering sentences for people who are on the wrong side of the jail and for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, some people are out there for no reasons in jails. And that's because uh -huh. of some of the prosecutors. They just put people in jails. And that's because of some of really bad apples, a.k.a. the bad cops that put slash frame people um, into the unfair juvenile system or, like, the justice system, right? Because the justice system, like, let's be honest, it, it, it favors the rich people and it discriminates the poor people. There's no black people. There's no white people. There's no brown people. It discriminates between rich and poor people. Because if you can afford a lawyer, then you can go a hell of a lot of places. But if you can't afford a player, then you're just going to rot in jail. And that's what's wrong with the justice system. It's not the fact that, like, you know, black or white or brown people get discriminated. It's a discrimination against... Uh, like you know, economic and social status. You know that's what I believe in. And and when I look back at the policy prescription, uh, that Black Lives Matter like said, I like you know it just brought a lot of hate, and it just mm -hmm. brought uh like you know this. I'm sorry, but this is a very dumb idea to do from the police. Uh, <laughs> because we should be funding the police for more. Because uh, the people that go into SEAL training, the Navy SEAL training, they train for 18 months before they're deployed. And every month they go for a training. And every week is a hell week. So they know target practice. They know how to, uh, you know, mobilize a target, how to, uh, like, you know, neutralize a target, meaning, a.k.a. either take them out or uh, convince that they're not a threat, right? They go through mm -hmm. these, like, mentals and physical training all the time but what are we doing to the police we're literally doing nothing there's no physical like there's only one physical exam when you get into the police academy there's no regularly scheduled like oh we gotta take your physical like you gotta be in shape to become a policeman like raise your hand for the people that are listening right now how many people that you've seen either you see a cop in like I don't know, a donut place or like in a fast food restaurant and they've got a big belly because I've seen a lot of cops like that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's because like we don't fund the police. We don't teach them how to neutralize a target, how to make them feel like they're not hostile. Like, you know, we need to teach a lot of these things and we need to have like lessons that like, you know, routinely monitored by, like, the police academy all across the United States that, like, you know, either help them in combat training or, like, mentally prepare them. Because imagine if you and I were cops, right? You and I mm -hmm. were cops. And then we both went on patrol. And this is, like, we both went on patrol and I got shot, Right. Or like, mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, a friend of yours, like, let's just say someone, right? A friend of yours was a cop and you were a cop, but he got shot and then he passed away, right? Because mm -hmm. of getting shot by someone, 
uh, by a bad criminal. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, like you know, and you're really good friends with a, a guy that just passed away. That's gonna take a mental toll on you, right? And if you're yeah. his like partner, quote unquote, and you used to like do the things where like you ride along with partners because cops frequently do that and your partner just got shot, it's going to be extremely tough to go to the second day uh, as a policeman, right? Because there's no guarantee mm-hmm. that you're going to lose your life or someone else like, you're close to might lose life. And in a place like now where the environment is stirring up with like, oh, we got to defund the police, that's an extremely bad idea because it sets an example into like the young generation, like who's going to be want to be cops? Like, you know, there's no incentive to being a cop, right? Mm-hmm. You're just going to defund the police. Like, who's going <laughs> to come when you call 911, first of all? Who, like, instead of defunding the police, I think the answer would be, like, funding the police. Because we need to give them training and technique. We need to make them agile. We need to make them understand that, you know, color of skin doesn't make any change. And of mm-hmm. course, there are some bad apples. There's always going to be, but doing regularly mental examinations, seeing okay, has this guy been in a situation where his partner or like someone close to him recently passed away because of like a deathly thing? Like you know, we need to take into accounts like that. Because now, if your partner just gets shot, you just go into your job the second day and you might be extremely frustrated. Your wife might be bitching to quit the job that you have as a police officer because it's extremely hostile. Like, you know, you, you never know you're gonna return to your kids. You're never, you're never gonna know that you're gonna return safely to the dinner table or you're gonna be wrapped up in a plastic bag and return back home. There is no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, and in a mental state like that, everyone is going to fuck up. Everyone's going to trip. Right. Um, so I, I feel like that's the policy pre- prescription that a lot of people aren't saying. Like defunding police is I, I don't think it's the right idea because uh, if we're training military 18 to 20 months and we're giving them a pay to do that and training them on various tasks, we should do something like not 18 month training for police, but we should do like regularly monitor training. That's what I feel like. Yeah, um, I agree to disagree. Um, I agree right. with like, you know, like defunding the police shouldn't be, you know, like it shouldn't be a thing. Um, instead of like defunding, utilize those resources as well, you know, right. like try to place some sort of um, system where that there there is you know like there is a way that right. um things like you said that you know like maybe like taking their like physical or like mental you know right. like state um examinations like there there should be some sort of way to like test where they add like instead of like defunding the police utilizing the resources that the police has <laughs> well um um, I agree that, you know, like defunding police shouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, like, I think, like, what most of the people are trying to um, say is that instead of, like, funding the police, there should be, you know, like, lots of funds going towards the um, 
city or state uh, regarding right. um, mental health because um, most of the issues might be, you know, like mentally. So I agree with the people who want to, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, 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 I totally get their perspective why they want to defund the police mm-hmm. because they want those resources going towards the state or the city to like provide people more counseling or, you know, like m- further mental illness. Uh, but I also like don't think that defunding the police is the right way. Um, like, I mean, as, as long as there's like a correct, system that is in place mm-hmm. i feel like that will do it instead of like defunding um, right. just like put the right system in it and make sure that they follow the system properly and you know like there's some sort of way to like <coughs> i'm losing i'm losing my mind i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> like then edit this part okay because i'm okay, like okay, i got you I don't, I don't, I know what I want to say, but it's, it's not coming. Like okay, instead okay. of like, in, instead of like, you know, like <coughs> cutting take the your funds. Time. Take totally, your time. <laughs> instead of cutting the funds totally, mm-hmm. try to like use use those resources in the right way, so that right. that way, um, you know, like police officers are doing the right thing, right. and the funds aren't being wasted. Okay. Okay. So just out of like curiosity, are you saying that it's okay to defund the police as long as the money from defund the funding the police goes into either the states that they better the mental institutions, or are you saying don't defund the police and add more funds to the mental thing that the state runs so that we have like a balance? Or are you saying, um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, basically those, I guess. Uh, what I'm basically saying is that I totally, uh, you know, like understand why people wants to defund the police mm-hmm. because they want those resources to be going towards, you know, like right. towards uh, mental illness and treating those mental illness, uh, which it, it's a big issue in this, um, you know, country. Um, but I don't agree with like defunding the police. Um, I do want those resources to be utilized in a proper way. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I don't think like defunding the police is the right way to go. Um, like I, it's, I honestly don't know how, like, you know, how the, uh, police, um, systems works, but I'm pretty sure it's like, you know, outdated and there can be like some sort of like things that they can do to get the, um, you know, like system working so that way, like they can utilize those funds in a proper way. Um, instead of like, you know, you know what I mean? Like just, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. cause I, if you, if you look at it, like, um, some of the like like gun shooting it, it is a mental issue right like some, right 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 you know what's gonna be going on right. their hate so they right. like go and shoot some school it's a mental issues um right, right. 100%. I, I agree with the people i mean i don't agree. i mean <laughs> i totally get their perspective right. on why they want to defund the police right but at the same time <clears throat> it's not a right approach like defunding the police isn't going to make the community better 
defunding, right. you know, like giving funds to the states mm-hmm. for mental illness isn't going to make the community better. Right. Because so, okay, so you're saying don't defund the police, but then give extra money to the states so they better the mental, like you know, stuff. What I'm basically saying is there should be a balance, you know, uh-huh. like balance between funding the police mm-hmm. and also like providing the money towards the state for the uh, mental illness. Right. But then, okay. But then the question is, uh, it, okay. So it, it, let's say you do a 50-50 split, right? You mm-hmm. Let's say, okay, I'm just going to figuratively come up with like $500. Let's just say $500 go, goes to the police and we do a 50-50. So $250 goes to the police and $250 goes to bettering the mental institutions in the state, like of mm-hmm. New York, let's just say, right? So like if you just give $250 to like NYPD, right? They're going to have to, like, cut their staff into half, too, because, like, now your budget is half, right? Mm-hmm. So now instead of having, I don't know, 10,000 cops, now you have 5,000 cops, right? But then you have, like, made the mental institution somewhat better but because uh, the glass is still half empty. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you've only funded 50% of the mental institution, too. So if you strike a balance too, I, like, I don't see this working unless if you, because I agree with what you say, a hundred percent. Like, right? Uh, if I don't agree with the whole defunding the police any part of the way whatsoever, but what I agree with is the mental institution they just need to get better, right? The school shooting mm-hmm. that's happening, that's definitely a cause of mental issues. And with like technology, and I'm sorry, but porn and all these kind of other addictions uh it just it trips your mind like you know most of the kid and most of the shooters that you see in uh school shootings these are young people like you know until the age of like 25 like this is not some old badass like you know rambo type of 50 year old dude that's going and doing all these kind of things most of these are like very young kids so i think the mental institution they definitely need to be better but the thing is, I don't see, uh, like, even if you strike a balance, you if you cut a budget for the police, you're going to effectively reduce the troops by half. And now what you've done is you've done a deficit on the economy because the people that were getting jobs, the, like, you know, 10,000, like 5,000 troops that were NYPD, they don't have jobs anymore. Like, what are they going to do? Because now it trickles down to, like, and they're not going to be able to afford anything. They have better mental institutions, but now the economy is kind of going down in New York because 5,000 people are just unemployed, right? That's only on an example level, though. Like, there might be more people, but 5,000 people are unemployed, and all of a sudden they can't pay their mortgages, and they can't pay their car loans, and maybe their kid like you know is going to a private school and they can't afford that um you, you know there there's like things like that that trickle down yeah. into the economy so i don't know if uh, but it would be a magical thing if you can strike a balance honestly anybody out there like we're clearly not that smart to figure this out but if you can right. please let me uh-huh. know. please let us know actually um but yeah i agree like mental institutions they need to get better um 
defunding the police. I don't know if that's the right way to go, though. Uh, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a it's a very complex issues, and I'm pretty sure you know like it's a it has a complex answer as well. Right. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's switch gears. Um. Mm-hmm. So, what's your? I mean, I know like you already um you know like your expectations about the future, mm-hmm. which is basically like you don't see any uh, changes happening. Right. Oh, uh, very like, sad. Huh. That's very sad, but yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, what's, you know, like, what are, like, some of the issues that I think should be, like, tackled down? Like, you know, like, it's probably not going to be tackled down, but, you know, mm-hmm. what like what are, like, some of the main issues that um United States is facing that we need to, like, address it as a country or, you know, like, even, like, something that that government can address huh um again this is like a very complex answer but the way i see it is first is we need to we need to unify like everyone right we need to mm-hmm. get on board that this is not i'm a democrat you're a republican i despise you i hate you we need to get rid of that idea in itself and we need to come together as we, the people, we are American people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. either you support like Democrat or Republican or American. We need to unify that. I think that's a, one of the most important because the way I see, I think I talked to you like on private about this. The way I see everything that is going right now, I see a very sad trajectory and this is leading to like a second civil war like you know uh-huh. this might break out uh in a few years as a civil war and this is gonna be horrible right a division between us like basically american people this is worse like this is what china and this is what like russia and this is what like uh, countries that don't like america like is because they don't have to even do anything they don't have to send a missile they don't have to do anything we're just gonna fight and kill each other so i think Mm -hmm. before that happens we need to unify the entire nation we need to get on one subject and that is we are americans like you know we need to get Mm -hmm. on that board um the second thing that i think we need to fix is the economy uh, the economy was great until COVID struck, right? And I believe it can still be great. Uh, whoever's the president next, it still can be great. Whether it's Biden or it's Trump, the economy will bounce back. I have a fully reassur- uh, reassurance on that. But what I think as a nation is every year we spend $4 trillion um, into the deficit, We uh, meaning we borrow four trillion dollars and we never pay it back and that's Mm -hmm. been going on for the past 20 years almost two decades and we've racked up debt of almost like what 33 or 36 trillion dollars so we need to clear ourselves from that debt first of all right Mm because if it's just you and i as a person the first thing that we want to do is get rid of the financial problems we want to be debt free right that would mm-hmm. be the idealistic thing. So we, we want to get rid of that debt first. Um, not second, my bad. We want to unify ourselves first. Um, we want to 
get rid of the debt that America has. Uh, that way we can put a lot of more funds into like more idealistic projects like universal health care. Um, like, you know, generally these kind of things, bettering into like technology, buying back solar things. Like we can do a lot of this thing. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Cool debts. Oh yeah, <laughs> we can we can invest into a lot of these things as soon as we like, clear out debt, right? Because right now it's not looking too good for America with a thirty-six trillion dollar loan on its back. Like you know, because who's gonna pay for it? It's going to be you, I, and our kids. Like you know, the people taxpayer. just need to yeah. People just need to face the reality that the debt that America has it's it's not the debt that just america has it's the debt of all of our like collective like you know we need to pay for it you know mm-hmm. and i hope like people don't resent that feeling and they support it and they say yeah like you know we're going to have to pay for it so i think there needs to be reforms on that side cuz uh the government is very big right and there's a lot of leaks in the government where there's a lot of money poured into one program and it never becomes successful. Like mm-hmm. education system is a disaster in America. Um, even if like, you know, till grade 12 is free, what grade 12, like what the entire education system builds up to is college and racking up more debt for American people instead of teaching people what they might be actually good at. Like, you know, had, mm-hmm. You and I, if we went to a high school, right, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, had we went mm-hmm. to a high school where we were like, okay, San, you are really good in technology. You're just going to take these class and you're going to excel and, and we're going to put you on a path for a thing that just customizes to your perfection. Like, you know, forget about history, forget about Spanish, forget about all these kind of things. We're just going to give you a general knowledge on all these kind of subjects but we're going to take a more focused approach on what you like as a person. Mm-hmm. And if they say like for me, for example, right. Uh, let's just say I'm a writer. I have like, I want to write all day. Right. If they just focus me and they customize education just to meet my needs. And they're like, okay, we're just going to generalize on these subjects like math, science, and like history and all these kind of things. But we're going to go specifically on how to make your writing better. Like, you know, customizing education for everybody needs is is i think what needs to happen and i don't see that happening because now all we do in the education system is we just create labor we just create workforce like you know if you go mm-hmm. into college then hopefully you'll get a good job and that's a big hopefully um and even if you go into college and you get i don't know 20 30 something thousand dollars loan and you come out of college um and you get into a job what's the guarantee that you're actually gonna like your job like you know there's no guarantee because i know a lot of people that are friends with me that just go to college and they're in like like in engineering majors or they're doing like doctor like you know mbbs majors just because they want to make money or they're into lawyers just because they want to make money or their parents are lawyers and engineers and they want to pursue the same field because they're like having a dogmatic view of how like like you know the whole society works 
So. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, imagine if there's a wound, right? And instead of going and treating the wound and getting stitches on it, we're just putting band-aids after band-aids on that thing. And right. it's going to drip. And there's going to be a day where it's going to drip like a flood. And it's going to, like, <laughs> swamp everything, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yep, I agree. Um, yeah. It's like they don't get tired of, like, borrowing all this money. Like, just pay it off first. Right. And what about climate change? Uh, I, like, I um, I know, like, you mentioned in the first um episode that mm-hmm. United States itself isn't going to solve it. It has to be a global, you know, global, all the countries coming together to like solve it. Like it's not like one country thing. It has to be like all the, you know, like all country has to be united and come together to face this. What do you think about it? Like what's. I think what a lot of people forget before they say climate change like in every publication it's global climate change right it affects the entire globe it's not just affecting the americans it's not the it's not just affecting the indian people it's just not affecting the asian people it's affecting the entire globe and and is climate change real yes a hundred percent if you're if you're saying climate change isn't real then I don't know. You need to step out from the rock that you're living in and face reality because climate change is real, right? We're mm-hmm. we're seeing a decrease in sea levels. We're seeing a lot of these things that point to, like, you know, we're messing up the climate more frequently than it needs to be. But with that being said, is America just going to solve the entire thing by itself? No. Again, going back to the $36 trillion debt, we had a debt. We have a debt on our back with this kind of debt. Uh, we shouldn't be loaning money into any countries. In fact, we should be uh, not the Paris Treaty, but we need to come up with a better treaty where it says, um, uh, like, you know, we need to have some kind of a regulation on climate, like, you know, sending out fumes and gases. And the one mm. thing that I want to point out is uh, pollution isn't happening as much in developed countries as it is happening in developing countries, right? Mm-hmm. So developing countries like China, India, even Nepal, because you and I lived in Nepal for like a very long time, right? And I was until I was fifteen, I lived in Nepal, and I saw a mm-hmm. lot of pollution there, right? Uh, the the cars that you see on the road are, God knows how long they're there, right? And nobody services them. Uh, in Nepal either they just use the cars until they die and um, the longer you use these old slugs the more carbon emission they're gonna print out Um, the water everything is very polluted and like you know people pee and poo on the water it Uh might sound very strange to people that are listening to this right now but this is like the sad reality that happens in Nepal um, yeah, there's a lot of fumes coming out from brick and mortar because uh, a lot of houses are not a lot. Almost all houses are built from brick and mortar. Um, the only secondary thing that is used was uh, clay, mud and bamboo stick, which uh, which was made for you and I who refugees like you and I. Right. Because we didn't have mm-hmm. a solid house, but everyone else had a very solid house so 
producing brick takes a lot of fumes and i doubt no i don't doubt but there's no regulation on what kind of climate like you know bad fumes that you're sending into like the air there's no regulation in nepal at all for those right. kind of things so i feel like there's more the pollution is coming more out of developing countries instead of the already developed countries because in developed countries like uk especially united states and other places um we already have evs right we have teslas we mm -hmm. have rivians we have hybrid systems of cl like cars now uh like ford has hybrid class um toyota has a hybrid class so a lot of developed nations were already taking the right step in the direction that we're moving away from fossil fuel. But mm -hmm. it's going to take a lot of transition years. Like, you know, if you saw the first car that got introduced, it was very weird because there were still horses on the road. Um, so it's going to take a very long time to transition between that. But we need to get into like the global sense of climate change like if we just go car carbon neutral or we just completely disband electricity and then we just incentivize people to borrow or like you know run evs and teslas i don't think it's going to account for uh, the fumes that are caused by developing nations like as i told previously in the other po podcast India is almost producing four coal plants every month. And and China is doing the same, if not more, because China is very competitive. Uh, they're producing a lot of goods. And there's no regulation mm -hmm. in, in Chinese government because it's a communist party-run government. So I think we need to have more like a global sense of climate change instead of having uh, agendas that are specific to United states or united kingdom because we're already taking a very right step into that direction where, where it needs to happen the most is developing countries because i sure as hell believe that there's no teslas in india or nepal and there's no regulation of what you can do and what you can put out into the sky in the developing countries you know so right it's a global issue and and I hate it when a lot of people just make it a national issue. Yeah. What do you think? It's definitely, you know, like the global issue. And um, we all have to, like, acknowledge that it's a it's an issue. Like, climate change is an issue. And it's not going to, you know, like, be gone. But it's it's going to take, like you said, it's going to take some transitions. Um it's not going to be a year or two. It's, it's a long ongoing process. And if we all, you know, like the China, India, UK, um, and, you know, all this like major countries, if they all can come together and form some sort of compact where, where that will tackle down the climate change, mm -hmm. I feel like that, that can maybe reduce or like you know make the uh earth better but it's it's i agree that it's it's gonna take a long transition period before you know things get better right. um but yeah right. it's um because we're only like 330 million people 
Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. And the world is almost a billion and we're only only 330 million people. And even if every single one of us owns a car, which I doubt, uh, there's only 330 million cars out there, right? That just mm -hmm. makes sense. And and even if 330 million patrol cars uh, get converted into EV cars, Teslas, I don't think it's going to be enough to just even like, you know, make the whole North American and South American like side just carbon neutral. That just right. won't happen. Right. It's, it's going to be have to be a global, you know, global, like there has to be a global solutions. Yeah, this okay. needs to happen most in Asia, bro. Hey, it's Google, turn off the alarm. Share my alarm just went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this needs to more happen in like the Asian countries because, like, you know, Asia has a huge population. A India. tremendous population. China. Like, India just has one and a half and two billion. And then China has like three or four billion people in it. If we just like make them somehow convinced that they need to, like, you know, follow the footsteps and they need to incentivize people to drive EVs, I think we're sad because like now it's 2020 and like the companies are moving to either a hybrid kind of a car choice or most of them are just going to EV. And in the next five years, 2025, I think we're headed into a very strong direction where we go into EVs. Like EVs are going to take over the petrol cars. It's going to be the like thing in the past. If you drive a petrol car, it's going to be like you're driving a horse car. So we're already good on that front, I feel like. What we need to do is we need to make it a global issue and not just pour money and say, hey, there's... I don't know, $1 trillion, just fix your economy because we know if we give money to China, India, uh, I don't know, the South Americas, they're not going to spend it on the right thing because A, corruption, B, they're most likely going to develop more nuclear warheads because <laughs> America is the strongest nation in the world and they just got funded uh, <laughs> by USD, which is more currency than their currency so they're probably gonna make nuclear warheads to shoot back at us uh -huh. I, I don't know pouring money is not the best idea into fixing this what do you think yeah uh, I totally agree and it's just gonna have to be it's just gonna have to take some sort of initiative from you know world leaders right. to all the nations together and figure it out hey um, this is a issue and let's put our differences together um i know you don't like me i don't like you but <laughs> the world's about to end so let's yeah. come together and get our shit together and right. you know right fix it but um, imagine 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 right imagine any of the president they're like oh kim jong-un i'm gonna give you one trillion dollars you gotta fix uh -huh. up but you gotta fix up your climate above you man like, what do you think Kim Jong-un is going to do, bro? <laughs> That's your opportunities for the nuclear head that I was thinking about. Oh, my man. He's going to have the most evil laugh. He's going to be like, oh, <laughs> this was the opportunity I was waiting for. Uh -huh. 
right, uh, before you wrap up, do you want to, um, you know, touch on anything else that you, um, you have? Uh, let's see. I think there's a lot of more questions that I have, but I am going to save them for a later podcast. All right. Well, do you want to extend on anything that we talked about? I know you um, you said that you want to talk about the systemic racism, which is probably going to be, I think it, okay. it can I think we, be a podcast in itself. Yeah, I think systemic racism can be a topic in itself. And we should just save it. Right. That's what I thought too. There's a for people that are listening to the end of podcast, we're definitely gonna talk about systemic racism, uh, social media, and like how social media is either abusing its, its power or it's not. We're gonna talk about the Green New Deal that everybody talks about, and we're going to talk about the future of Democratic and the Republican Party. Like, where mm -hmm. is this going to go into after 2021? Um, so, yeah, stay tuned, you know. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Peace. Peace.